The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. And when Jesus, Peter, James, and John came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, What are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought my son to you, for he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down, and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out, and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything... Have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe, help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, Come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing him terribly, it came out, and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up, and he arose. And when he had entered the house, his disciples asked him privately, Why could we not cast it out? And he said to them, this kind cannot be driven out by anything but prayer. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. The fear of failure grips many people, even the most successful. The great American author Maya Angelou once admitted, I've written 11 books. But each time I think, uh-oh, they're going to find out now. I run a game on everybody, and they're going to find me out. Now, some might label this as self-doubt, and others might diagnose this as imposter syndrome, where someone who is qualified and successful believes them to be unqualified and a failure. Imposter syndrome is a debilitated place to be in. There's this desire to succeed while being gripped by fear you could be found out to be a fraud. Well, the disciples could be frauds today. While Jesus is up on the Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, 
The other disciples are busy down the mountain trying to cast out an unclean spirit from a boy. Now that struggle is surprising because three chapters earlier, the disciples are so successful at casting out unclean spirits, word even gets to Herod. Jesus' response to their failure is harsh. He calls them faithless. Now within the crowd there is another who struggles with faith. He even claims his spot in the generation of faithlessness. It's the boy's father when he cries out, help my unbelief. While the disciples try to hide their unbelief, the boy's father confesses it immediately. The jig is up. He needs help. He has belief and unbelief at the same time. And right now, it appears that unbelief is winning. The Father's confession shows that he doesn't want his unbelief, but he knows he can't escape it on his own. In the midst of his failure to believe, something extraordinary is happening. He finds himself standing before the only one who can give any faith, who can give any belief. The Father is in the best place he could be, in front of Jesus, with his hands and head and heart, wide open to receive whatever Jesus gives. In a legendary story, the Oracle of Delphi, or Delphi, once called Socrates the wisest person in Athens. That's because Socrates claimed to know one thing, nothing. He said, all I know is I know nothing. To put it in the same way as the father, I don't need help with what I know. I need help with what I don't know. That is true for us. There is never a moment in a disciple's life when we don't come to Jesus for belief. True disciples believe in Jesus and therefore come to him. But true disciples also know they don't truly believe in the most complete and deepest sense. They know nothing without him and therefore come to him. There is always more to believe about Jesus. Who he is, what he's done, and what he is still doing. 
When we confess, we have unbelief. The only place to stand for help is in front of Jesus. Jesus was just on the Mount of Transfiguration, and perhaps his conversation with Moses and Elijah prepped him for today. Both Moses and Elijah were great men of faith, but like the disciples and the Father, we know through Holy Scripture of their experience of unbelief. This means putting up with our unbelief is nothing new for Jesus. He has put up with our unbelief for a very long time. And while Jesus sounds exasperated, he doesn't give up on us. Frankly, Jesus' belief will always be more than our unbelief. In fact, this father plays a prominent role in the Gospel of Mark because he is the perfect symbol for the struggling Christian disciple. Logically, belief and unbelief are opposites. But in a Christian's real experience, they're siblings. If you believe, then you're always engaged in a battle against unbelief. But Jesus fights for you. Jesus is in front of you, battling for you, against unbelief. And he is the one who believes for you when you can't believe. Jesus is the one who stands in your place when you cannot do it. Jesus even believes when he wonders if his father has forsaken him on the cross. Faith only comes out of unfaith. Not from you or from your own power, but as a gift from God. Jesus is ready to stand in your place, giving you his faith, so you might come to know the joy of salvation. Today the Father's Son was healed. But did the Father's unbelief go away? Probably not. He lived like we all do, with this tension of experiencing brief moments of ecstatic joy, while at the same time desiring more and more belief. This side of heaven is our reality. This tension is our reality. We live in the tension of believing and unbelieving, but trusting that our Lord has belief to spare. And then giving thanks every day that he never, ever, tires of giving us more belief and always helping our unbelief. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.